0: Welcome to the first episode of the new Indie Haven podcast with your host, Elodie Cunningham, that's me, and I'm joined by...
1: Hello, I'm Josh Rivers. And I am George Johnson. I remembered I had to do it first this time. Hey, there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is our
0: second trip to this radio. We tried to
1: record a podcast and it just fell into... Well, the first one's always a throwaway.
2: Yeah, we we got we've got our shit together now, so yeah. it should yeah. be quite helps good. to have a dry run. Yes, it does.
0: More like a wet run, am I right? <laughs> it's I a don't fucking know, joke.
1: you're gonna have to explain the statement.
0: That's not the point. The point is that <laughs> wet is an inherently funny word and we're meant to all just go, haha, yeah, that's that's funny. Well I'm sorry, I'm... then. I'm the I'm the editor of podcasts which means that you have to laugh at my jokes. Well on you're podcasts. the editor
1: of the podcast you can edit it so that I have done.
0: All right, can you laugh now and I will edit the laugh into that
1: bit. <laughs> That's a joke. Thanks.
2: Just wanted to um, clarify
1: that it was a joke that I was laughing at so that you know where to put it in.
2: And if you go to the iTunes store now, you can buy that laugh as a text alert for 99p. Don't.
0: Why would you? <laughs> you, you can, but you can, you? but don't. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, uh, we've got things the, to talk about. The, the very biggest bit of news for this week. Hmm. Do you want
2: to introduce it, George. Um. Yeah, Um. last Friday, universally, the Nintendo Switch was launched.
1: Yeah, came out everywhere at once, which is kind of uncharacteristic for Yeah, Nintendo. it's not...
0: there's not just a region that, for some reason, has it a bit late. Yeah, they've which not is...
1: done anything weird.
2: Yeah, <laughs> kudos to Nintendo. Well, they've done a few Except weird things, Except for the like... Switch itself.
0: I was about to say, the Switch itself as, and the fact that the cartridges are flavoured.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Bad. I don't know how have... one finds that out. I have first-hand experience. <laughs>
1: like, what, Funny you what, should what's ask. the impulse there to get a cartridge and then just think, well, I'm licking that?
2: Well, basically, um, in in the patents for the Nintendo Switch, part of the patent was um, for, the, for the cartridge that a... Um, uh, a bittering agent had been applied um, I, one can assume to disincentivize uh, children and dogs and other such things t- from eating the cartridges uh, sort of as, like a child safety measure and so the internet is- at large
1: took that as a gauntlet being thrown down no, I was about yeah. to say
0: it's kind of had the opposite effect on adults who are now because
1: <laughs> adults just are contrary <laughs>
0: They're all putting them in their mouths just to see if it is as bad Just to see if the wet paint is wet.
2: Yeah, basically. Um, And there's uh, there's now a Venn diagram of uh, children, dogs and video games journalist. And in in the middle is putting small plastic objects in your mouth. Um, And I am one of those video game journalists. I have uh, tasted The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and it does taste awful. It's a good game, but it tastes
1: fucking awful. It's important information to consider before making your purchase.
0: Since I can't afford a new console, I'm getting the Wii U version of it, which means I will also be able to go on the internet without having to pay them cash money. Mm. Yes. Um, Yeah. And that means that mine's a disc and I don't think they've incorporated foul-tasting polymers into their discs Meaning you yet. don't so have I to lick it. should be fine to eat it.
1: Should be fine to eat the disc. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if <laughs> yeah. you really want. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. Anyway, yeah, report, report back to us on how the disc tastes. Um,
0: yeah, I will definitely lick the disc when it arrives because it should be arriving tomorrow. Excellent. Have I,
2: you I look heard forward to it. Of-
1: Reds, like I'm just wondering, do you not have food? what's that thing that you give to ducks? Why are you Why are you eating all of your video games? Get Get well, a sandwich. I play a video game. That's how you absorb play, them to learn the I powers. play a video game. Yeah, and then when you're uh, done with it, you eat, eat the disc.
0: Yeah, because recycling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's
1: good for the planet. Eat Eat. Rather yourself than just the having games. loads of discs lying around, just eat them. I mean, lying around, you put them in boxes. That—that's what I would do. Rather than eat all of my games, I would put them in the boxes, and then just eat something else.
2: That's nice. Anyway, <laughs> so how the how the the Breath of the Wild cartridge tastes? Um, my mouth
0: is bleeding so much, but at least it's tasty. Unlike yeah. if I was unlike playing Unlike the Switch.
2: Switch, am I right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, what's interesting to note is that the um, the side of the cartridge that has the metal um, um, connector points, um, so that the game will actually work in the console, tastes more bitter.
1: Well, that's the bit you want licked the least. Exactly.
2: Um, it was yeah. it, a very a very clever move on Nintendo's part. Makes economical sense. It does. Um, I think um, Joe Parlock of Let's Play Video Games.com also um, suggested a possible conspiracy um, that the reason um, Nintendo applied bittering agents to the Nintendo Switch cartridges is not actually a child safety measure, but it's to de uh, incentivize um, used copies of games because nobody wants to buy a licked video game. How would they know? And. Well, because exactly. it's because
0: it tastes bad, you know that someone has licked it. Exactly.
1: Every single Switch game is going to come pre-licked if you buy it. Yeast. And as we all know, that that means it is that person's forever. That's how that works. Exactly.
2: They they've eliminated DRM by by it's incorporating. It's the ultimate DRM. Um, you just put it in the machine and it's just ownership. like, nah, yeah. he licked it. Exactly. You're not allowed. He being That does leave one he. concerned about the implications of Nintendo recognising DNA as part of their DRM um, software. It's a um, bit kind of Let's not invasive. think about that too
1: much. That's not, let's not think let's not about think that too about much. not think about the terrifying implications of Nintendo's DNA yeah. switch. So,
2: the reason we're talking about the Nintendo <laughs> yeah, switch... <that's> a- <laughs> is because we wanted to discuss the implications of four indie games um, about um, a a console like it, because it's a little bit different.
0: Yeah, um, wait, where, what happened with the um, Wii U and the 3DS is that a whole bunch of really good indie games came out on them.
2: Yeah, uh, Nintendo unveiled this. Um, the, the, it, it, they branded it as nin- Nindies, which were um, indie games on the Nintendo consoles. Um, and you get, you got um, all of these really, really fantastic, like top-notch uh, indie games, like um, Shovel Knight, and um, I think, I think Binding of Isaac. I'm pretty sure Binding. Of I think Isaac. that was a, of it's a on launch the, title. The apparently. new 3DS. Yeah, um, it's on the new 3DS mm, as well yeah Binding of Isaac was initially lined up uh, bind, uh, the Binding of Isaac Afterbirth Plus was initially uh, lined up to be a launch title on the Switch but it got pushed back three weeks <laughs> mm.
0: uh,
2: I, uh, I, I do actually that. have a list of um, confirmed Nintendo Switch indie oh, games okay. if we want to go oh, through that um, so we have Ukulele. Okay. Mm-hmm. which I, I very much like the idea of playing that on the go that's kind of a fun concept Uh, Clips, which is already out, and I've played that. It's really, really fun, actually. Um, Stardew Valley. Okay. Oh, nice. Uh, Seasons of Heaven, um, which is an an upcoming Nintendo Switch exclusive. There aren't actually any details about it at the moment, though. Encouraging. Um, Snake Pass, which looks really, really interesting. It's a platformer where you're a snake, so you can't jump. You just have to climb over everything.
1: I mean, the name's it a bit on the nose, isn't it?
2: Um, Snake Pass. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Isn't what it do just? What you have to do in this game. Um, uh, there's a game called Riverside which was announced way back in June 2016 as part of the new Nintendo console before it was the Switch. It was still, like, hmm. Codename NX back then. Um, so, yeah, that... Um, not Again, not much is known about it, but it does look quite pretty. It's got like um, a, a, pa- a coloured in okay. paper aesthetic, uh, which is nice. Uh, first, uh, no, uh, Rhyme, sorry. Um, for, uh, the, the video preview has First written rather than Rhyme, which upsets me. Um, and apparently it's um, it will appeal to people that are fans of Journey and Ico. Okay. So that's quite an intriguing combination. Um, binding of Isaac, v- Binding of, binding ice, a of, of class ice which foot. we mentioned. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Um, monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom. Um, that it looks interesting. I don't know what kind of game it is though. Hmm. Um, uh, apparently, you say it's, a it's spiri- about
0: a Monster Boy.
2: Apparently, it's a spiritual successor uh, to the game Wonder Boy, which I yeah. regrettably haven't heard of. I haven't heard of it. Uh, has been heroes um, from the people who created Trine um, and it's uh, roguelike strategy um, sort of thing Wonderboy the Dragon's Trap so I'm going to assume that's um, related to Monster Boy Um, Shovel Knight, Shovel Knight's coming to the Switch Um, the port for the um, the, the Wii U in the 3DS was really good so that should be fine uh, yeah, terraria, of course, terraria of course, Terraria is coming to the, switch. Coming to the switch. Terraria, Terraria comes to everything. Uh, Redout. Um, oh, okay. So apparently, um, as far as we know, F Zero isn't coming to the Switch ah. unless that information has changed. Um, but um, Redout, um, I think it's either Redout or Readout, It's got one e, so I'm going to say Redout. Um, it looks like it's gonna be sort of a fusion of f0 and Mario Kart 8 deluxe
1: okay according
2: hmm. to this according to this uh, list which sounds like an interesting combination um, other titles we don't know about but are coming out are dungeon of Tzar cube life Island survival fast remix uh, Sunu ikibu um, one of one of those
0: sounds exactly like the name of what would happen if you mix together every single asset flip on Steam?
1: What Cube Life Island? Cube survival. Life Island Survival. <laughs> yeah, get away from the Cube Life Island cubes. Survival.
0: It has every single, every single word that is in all of the They'll titles of you. Steam asset flips. <laughs> right?
1: Don't laugh. They will. They it's will. This dangerous. Cubes. <laughs> but. I get the feeling I'm overselling this. <laughs> so. Yeah.
0: It's okay. overselling it's the fine. danger of these games. But yeah. <laughs> the, 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 this is kind of confirming my suspicions, which is um considering how the switch seems to have a much more third-party focus than any previous Nintendo console. I expected
2: yeah. they would have a much bigger um, indie lineup. They do have quite a nice one. Um, yeah, There's a right. lot of titles that are yet to be announced as well. Um, there are a couple more, so uh, mm-hmm. um, I said um, uh, Sunu Ikibu. Um, I've probably horribly pronounced that, and I'd like to sincerely apologise. Um, Rise Race to the Future. Oceanborn, Monster of the Uncharted Seas. That sounds really cool. I don't know what it is, but that sounds cool. Constructor HD. Um, I actually um, I covered this on my own personal website. It's... Um, it's a parodical um, strategy game where you build a construction zone. Um, and Perotica? it actually looks really entertaining, so that's coming to the Switch. Siberia 3. And Tank It! I say it like that because it's Tank It! They really want you to Tank mark. It.
0: Nice. Um, what does parodical mean? Sorry.
2: I think... might might It might not actually be a word, but... Um, parody? Parodical? Oh,
1: ah, right. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. all right.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no worries. Yeah, no. I thought I, I, you I was... meant periodical. Yeah, which, I thought it might. Which I wasn't sure like that. what that like. It's occasionally yeah, a strategy
0: I was thinking game. It'd be something.
2: Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, I I I wasn't particularly clear with that. I apologise. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so exciting things to come. Uh, yeah,
0: with... I definitely think it's going to be considering the direction it's going at the moment. I think it's gonna be quite a um, big machine for indie stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, what are people's thoughts on what we know about the Switch at the moment in general?
2: So I've I've used a Nintendo Switch. Um, mm-hmm. I've had one in my hands. I've played a little bit of uh, Breath of the Wild and um, also Snipperclips. Um, it's it's interesting. I I was somewhat skeptical to begin with but once i have the thing in my hands i actually kind of got a little bit excited um it's really yeah. expensive first off yeah really expensive i can understand that price from a um if it were as powerful as a playstation yeah. or an xbox but it isn't um on the flip side it is a div- it it is um it is that expensive and that pa- as powerful as it is in a really small package so I can kind of understand where the cost comes from but yeah, at the same I, I time mean, it's not a competitive price.
0: The fact that
2: it's very good
0: for a handheld console which it mm. partially is Yeah because it's kind of it's a handheld console that can be used as a um, home console more than it is a home console that
2: can be used mm. as a
0: handheld console considering exactly. one of one of those has to be... Yeah, you can't really... You know what I mean.
2: Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It is, um, despite what Nintendo want to push there, as there as, as the image, it's definitely more of a handheld than it is a home console. Um, it's marginally Cause... higher perfo- It's got marginally high performance than the Wii U. Um, uh, it's definitely nowhere near as... It, I, I mean, it's a 720p system...
1: Well, that's really why they should have been pushing it as a handheld, because otherwise you're framing it as like a competitor to the PS- PS4 and the Xbox One, and with the exactly like the, the Pro and the are they are they still calling it the Scorpio the the new Xbox uh, One? I, I think I I think I I, I don't even know actually.
2: Right. I, <laughs> that, that's the names irrelevant. The, the point is now. the
1: updated versions of those consoles are going are coming out, and with the Switch not even being Set. as powerful as the base versions, it's going to look a bit foolish to kind of pitch it as a competitor to those consoles it would have made a lot more sense to go for the handheld, in fact I'm not entirely sure why they didn't, because that's as far as I can see the main immediate differentiation between that and the Wii U is that you can actually take the thing out of the house with you I don't know why you wouldn't push that more
0: Because yeah, I think they would have done better pushing it as what has to be the most powerful handheld console ever
2: Mm. It really is. It really is. Mm. And from that perspective, I think it's an absolutely phenomenal device. Um Uh it's it it's a fantastic handheld system. Um it it's one of the nicest feeling handheld systems I've ever held in my hands. Um it's just it's suffering a bit from that insistence that it's a home console. That you can just take around with you.
0: Mm. Yeah, because what that basically says is to compete, they'd have to make a handheld console that can function as well as a um, PS4 or an Xbox One.
2: And if that were the case, the thing would cost like $500, maybe 600 And then it would be yeah. completely unthinkable to even imagine competing with what we have in the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One.
0: I think I think it's partially because they wanted a replacement to the Wii U Yeah And from the outside you could
1: Yeah, I think that's what they're looking for because the 3DS is still kind of yeah, doing quite well They didn't well. want to replace
0: their other hand
1: Yeah, I can see them not wanting to phase exactly. out The only going. other
0: thing I can think is that um, the battery life is part of it
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's the main uh, complaint I've been hearing. If if you're playing in the handheld uh, uh, configuration and you're playing Breath of the Wild, you get about two and a half hours of battery life.
0: So if they... I guess framing it as a home console you can take with you kind of mitigates that as a complaint to a degree. Yeah, it kind yeah. of
1: softens that blow a bit. It just kind of needed to be better it at the did, home yeah. console. Yeah, it did. Stuff I feel like it really it
2: does work. it does the home console stuff perfectly fine. It just doesn't do it to the same level of quality as the PlayStation 4 and the um and the Xbox 1. I feel like if it was a device, if it came if it was a device, if, if instead of the Wii U we got the Nintendo Switch, I feel like it would be a bit of a different story.
1: Mm.
0: Cuz what it does seem mm. to me is that it's a Nintendo Switch... I mean, a Nintendo Wii U, except that you can use the controller as the console itself if you want to. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: It's the Wii U, but you can move the
2: tablet. Something I'm a little bit disappointed by, actually. In some of the early patents that were released, um, there was speculation based on them that the... um, the 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 Switch dock would um, actually have um, like a better graphics card, a better processor, um, and that when you docked the the Switch into the dock, um, that it would boost the performance. And then yeah, I was about would, to suggest that as a potential yeah, thing they could
0: have done to make it more of what it should have been.
2: It would then have been able to compete mm. with the Xbox One and the PlayStation Four.
0: Yeah, if they'd had it so that it yeah. can function as a handheld a really good rate but then if you use it as a a console you um had it as a um better thing yeah i think that would have really like solidified the whole um switch between handheld and home console thing that they got going
1: i think the issue is it's an impressive concept that they didn't really have the tech yeah. to do. They didn't have this time affordable. around. Like it's something that it's something that's yeah. worth pursuing. The tech they had wasn't affordable but, enough to do. Like this, yeah. this isn't this isn't going to be the best iteration it's not. of the concept. Um like, it, I, I not appreciate done. its yeah.
2: existence because it's a ste- it's a step in um, a really interesting direction that I think Nintendo will flourish in. Um, mm. But th- it's a stepping stone.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh they could, because of the fact that it is separate hardware down the line release a um dock with better hardware
2: I mean it's perfectly feasible um
0: just just like have an update to let it run with that, and then um yeah, I think that would improve the uh hmm. Just everything about the concept of it would work so much better if it ran as a good um competitive home console when it's a home console and as a good competitive handheld console when it's a handheld console
2: i mean let's not let's not cut any corners when we say that Nintendo has a, quite a dominating hand over the handheld market anyway yeah yeah um the f- um if uh, th- and now with the switch um th- there there's pretty much no room for competition from any other uh, any of the other big companies out there um but they they just need to bring up their numbers from the home console perspective and i think ob- of course um something to mention is um obviously the the switch charges through a usb c port yeah um, so not only um, it's less than ideal but um, for those that might have been worried it is possible to charge the switch with like a quite juicy um, ch- uh, charging bank um, My uh, my a friend of mine actually who has a switch is the one that I actually messed around with has a, a big old power bank that gets another 8 hours of battery life out of it it's Fair. it's not an ideal solution but it is a solution if people were yeah. uh, if that was like a deal breaker for them um, what's also interesting to note is the USB-C port could feasibly transfer data and also maybe even processing power. I'm not entirely sure of the um, the, the 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 limitations of USB-C, but it seems to be um, quite a good um, quite a good thing. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> if if you can tell, I don't Sorry. know a massive amount about this, but. It might be feasible in the near future for Nintendo to release a dock that does boost the performance of the Switch. Is it and plugged
0: into the dock by the um, USB C? Uh,
2: it's actually I I'm not actually sure if it's plugged into the dock via the USB C or if there are other proprietary connection points.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because if they had if they had had a separate proprietary connection point, that might be easier for them to build as an actual connector point for their own boosted hardware Oh, definitely, stuff.
2: yes. Um, yeah, that's a very good point, actually. Um, I, I guess what I'm trying to say, there are options. There, there, there are, I, mm. I'm sure there are ways for them to, later down the line, perhaps release a dock that does do what people were hoping it to do. And yeah. the, the fact that they have patents out, um, uh, they've claimed patents that make that technology capable, um tells me that maybe that's something they have planned.
0: The only real issue I'll still have with that is that it should have been packaged with the thing for the price that it is. Yeah, it, really it should have been, been there at launch. it's, it's going to cost more to have an actual... have it work as the console that they're billing it as.
2: Exactly. It's going
0: to cost more than you're actually going to end up paying for a um one of the current better consoles. <laughs>
1: Well I get a feeling there's gonna be an updated version at some point yeah like, that seems that seems to be the way the market's going in general and Nintendo itself does have a habit of releasing these kind of peripherals yeah, yeah.
0: and it does um it does seem to be a very peripheral based yeah console cause I, get, there's all the, um, I get the potential kind of feeling for cause, the...
1: am I correct in remembering that there were like a lot of delays uh, involved with actually getting this out yeah yeah it was, I think I think it was
0: tossed around as a thing that was probably going to be announced for a very long time before it was actually announced. Yeah,
1: yeah, I get the feeling they were maybe in a bit of a rush by the end of it. And so what we've got is more of a proof of concept at this stage and yeah, there's cynical way to look at it, but I get—I just get that impression from this.
2: Yeah, there, there's evidence there that it was rushed. I mean, there was um, like the the flagrant issues with—I think it was either the left or the right Joy-Con, and it's—I um, think it was the uh, left one, yeah, issues. yeah, the left Joy-Con and its connectivity issues. They had, and there were a number of there were a number of other like quite glowing problems that were fixed with oh. the T1 patch, so they were quite almost definitely rushed especially Although, in, uh, the there end. is the
0: issue with the fact that a lot of people's um, screens already have dead pixels on
1: oh yeah. I didn't know, I wasn't actually didn't, aware of that And not you heard about hmm. that like they have a
0: um, that's not Nintendo what you want Nintendo added a page to their help section uh, for if you had um, like dots of light and stuff where dead pixels were and it just their advice for it just says this doesn't count as a fault because all <laughs> LCD screens eventually get dead pixels nah mate, it's alright, don't uh-huh. worry about it yeah, that's an actual thing I'll see if I can find it well I'll because be damned is... if
2: that ain't a crock of shit
0: <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous that, um... is,
2: that
1: is it's bold that would be. F- that would them. be
2: funny if it weren't so fucking stupid
1: It'd be funny if it weren't so fucking expensive. Yeah. I
2: mean...
1: Yeah. Yeah, the screens get dead pixels eventually. It's been out five minutes. Yeah. Guys. <laughs> like, It's barely been out five minutes. You can't just say, no, no, that's meant to happen.
2: It's alright, that's supposed to be what it does, right? Oh, you yeah, don't
1: need fine. a screen. Ugh. I don't know who this guy is. Oh, hello. I'm
2: Nintendo executive. All you need executive. to do is believe in yourself to enjoy the Nintendo Switch.
0: Oh, dear. Okay, yeah. i found the page now. Oh, yeah. Okay, detail. Um. The title is, There are black or bright dots on the Nintendo Switch screen that do not go away, or there are dark or light patches on the screen. And the reply is... Small numbers of stuck or dead pixels are a characteristic of LCD screens. These are normal and should not be considered a defect.
1: Suck it up,
2: Nintendo. Nintendo, if you're if you're listening to this, which I highly doubt you are, but Nintendo, <laughs> someone Nintendo. convey
1: this to Nintendo. Nintendo,
2: <clears throat> fuck off.
1: Uh oh, Nintendo
0: released another statement about it. You oh, did saying, they on the um, on the Guardian? Was, it, was it a response oh, yeah. to
2: my fucking off? <laughs>
0: They, they said, uh, We suggest that you use your system for a few weeks to determine whether this interferes with your enjoyment of gameplay. If after using the system for a, for a while, few you weeks. Feel that Please this...
1: give us time. God, give us time. <sighs>
0: if after using your system for a while you feel that this tiny dot is too distracting, the Nintendo DS does carry a one year warranty. This tiny dot. Oh, that, oh God, I think the that language was. Um...
1: That, if you feel that this tiny, minuscule little dot. Is having an I, effect I, on your day. I'm so sorry.
0: Apparently, sorry, I've, I'd misread the previous thing, so that was one they, um. That was one that they said when the DS came out and had a similar issue with, um. Oh, okay. Dead pixels So, so this has oh. happened
1: before. So, it's what we've yeah. learned.
0: Yeah, but God, apparently. Nintendo. Nintendo are not going to be doing any kind of helping. If you have dead pixels on your brand on your new console? incredibly
1: expensive new console that they want you to buy yeah.
2: well isn't that a consumer friendly option
1: see so, yeah.
0: yeah nintendo switch I concur, has really a, they can a more, more or or less fuck off. nintendo switch had a lot of potential but it is also not what it should be for the price and has some glaring issues that they're refusing to deal
2: with but it's got some cool indie games that are coming yeah, out I mean, that's so I think fine it, that's the, that's the I story
1: think. of pretty much the Nintendo Switch's life at this point it was it looks for a while like it was going to be a game changer and then Nintendo came out and went and the Waggles are back Waggler you can drink a glass of water ooh and then the world collectively the went well never this. mind then
2: you can feel the ice cubes inside this controller.
1: You can feel the ice in your there. controller. Mm. It's exciting. Tasty HD Rumble for your mouth yeah. and your throat. I, and they spent th- so
0: much time on HD Rumble that they forgot to make it a home they, forgot make yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they forgot to make games.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh. They forgot to make a console. They accidentally just took a DS and gave it HD Rumble. That's what they did.
1: Yeah, and then and, and everything killed. since that second presentation where they just utterly just were Nintendo. Ever since then, they it's Nintendo, just been yeah. one kind of weird disappointment after another. And I, that, that's why it's kind of difficult for me to really talk about how anything is going to be affected by the Switch, because I feel like... Yeah, there's there may be more of a push to get indie games on the Switch... I feel like that could have happened without the switch. I don't really, I don't really feel like the switch itself is going to change anything. I feel like they could have done it with the 3DS. They could have done it with the, well, maybe not with the Wii U. Maybe that's a bad example. But and they, they I kind of started to with the. Wii yeah, Wii. they started it with I the Wii U. I just think like they could have continued it with the Wii U. But from the switch itself, once you strip away all of the stuff that Nintendo put in just for Nintendo, once you strip away, once you get down to the stuff that, from a game design standpoint, is actually going to be used. It's pretty much just the Wii U and the 3DS. I, I, I don't think we're going to see... We, we're we going to see some good games. We'd have seen good games anyway, I guess is my point. I don't think them being on I the Switch is really going to be a, anyway. I think
0: it's going to be a fairly supportive platform for indie games, just based on Nintendo's track record in recent hmm. years. Yeah, I feel like... I think it was- it's... No, sorry.
2: No, uh, sorry. Um, I feel like also maybe there is some potential there be- um, f- uh, for indie games to perhaps mess around with some of the um, like the, l- the unique little gimmicky hardware bits that the Switch. I don't has. know that many people um, are going to
1: though. I feel like it's. But I don't. Yeah, exactly. That's. I the feel thing. like it, yeah, that's to central. me. It's a bit like you know the the tennis in GTA 5 or the yoga in GTA 5. It's a thing you can do. And statistically, someone's going to. But for the vast majority of people, it's just going to be like, well, why? What does this the add? The
0: only yeah. time, really, that a hardware gimmick has actually positively affected the way that things are developed and made some really interesting stuff happen, in my opinion, is the Wii. hmm because since then, everything that has tried to be this implementation of a weird hardware gimmick like things with Kinect um, support or oh, PlayStation God, yeah. Move support or the PlayStation yeah. Move, exactly. All those things have just been gimmicks in games where we didn't want them.
2: The I only time like...
0: it seems to have really worked is with the Wii.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, it's because ever since the Wii, people have been trying to capture... That lightning in a bottle, yeah. Like it's it's been done specifically to achieve that same result, and you can kind of tell.
2: Yeah, I think one of the only ex- one of the only other exceptions to that is um, Terror Away on the PlayStation Vita, um, and how it it made really good use of the um, of the touch sensitive uh, back panel um, on on the Vita itself. Um, but that was pretty exclusive to that game and that game alone, and it hmm. didn't really justify. Um, the gimmick itself. Like I
1: said, statistically someone's going yeah, statistically to. Yeah, statistically someone's going to and they're there's probably going, there's going to be, be one. Statis- For every gimmick, yeah. there's going to be one that one game that did something alright with it. Yeah.
0: yeah. You, if you're going to have a gimmick like that, it needs to be justified by being well implemented. Exactly.
1: Because I usually
0: turn things off, like the motion stuff on the DS and the Wii U. If there's... Because mm. um, in... In the Zelda games on both of those consoles, the remake Zelda games, um, all the aiming and stuff has been on motion sensors unless you. Oh, motion thing. Not sensors. Yeah. But yeah, um, unless you turn it off. And I've just turned it off because I don't want to have to sort of. Because it's easy. I don't want to wheel myself about to look around. Yeah. You yeah. need to have a game that
1: implements it for something like that, other than just thing. having it, makes it, it there. These gimmicks make playing the games more effort. Yeah. It, it creates this sort of completely unnecessary barrier to entry of just how much flailing are you willing to what do? You,
0: what is it about the Wii that made it not end up being like that, do you think? Cause I could.
1: I can't answer that possibly being the first one, mm. I don't know. I can't
2: answer that question and I think that's part of the problem.
1: I mean let's be honest, it kind of did end up like that. Like especially towards the end. I think Nintendo just sort of gave up on policing like its content and you just got a bunch of shovels. Yeah, yeah, I
2: will i I will admit that one. Um but I think it is actually very interesting with the Wii. I can't tell you why it worked with the Wii, and I think that's part of the problem that not only Nintendo, but that Sony yeah. and Xbox are having, because they don't know why. Because they
1: can't figure out wh- why it worked yeah. either.
2: and Nintendo can't figure out how to do it again.
1: Yeah. To be honest... Well, I think it's the simplicity that, of the concept that helps. Yeah,
2: that's certainly a factor.
0: I still, however, would have preferred it if Skyward Sword... Had had an option for me to not use the motion controls. Oh God! Sky-
1: Skyward Sword can fuck off with that stuff. Yeah,
0: like si- that's I, the I... one real occasion where I have wished that the the Wii hadn't been using its hardware gimmicks, which is saying yeah, something I'm... to be fair. Because mm. considering how much else. Um, How much stuff did work for me of the hardware gimmick utilization. The hmm. fact that I can only think of one game where it really took away from the experience for me is kind yeah. of impressive.
1: That's the th- that's the thing. It really took away from the experience in that hmm. in that game. I remember the uh I think it was the first boss fight with Girahim. Just sticks out in my mind because he will block your attack any in any way that you're swinging it, and you can see he kind of moves his hands. Uh, while you move your sword, he tracks your sword. So basically you've got to attack from the opposite direction to where you're holding the sword, which means swinging the sword away from him in order to attack, which just seems to completely defeat the point of the application of that gimmick in that game. And that so was a lot. Cuz that's not how sword fighting works. And it also you don't hit people with a sword by moving it, it away from them. And I feel like it's
0: just actually difficult to do the skyward sword gimmick. I yeah. found it really hard sometimes to get the sword to stay in the air cuz it would just sort of wiggle around.
1: Yeah, but it, that boss fight is always what I go yeah. back to because I feel like that's the first really notable uh, example yeah there's a lot of stuff so it sort of represents a turning point the whole sort of motion plus era to me kind of represents the turning point where they just started missing the point yeah and missing the point hard and I don't think they've ever really got it back since I think then. if
0: they were going to include um the motion controls in it they should have kept it somewhere closer to the level of Twilight princess's motion controls yeah. because that was just cuz
1: that cuz that you like you didn't have to there wasn't so much pointing around you could just flick it in a certain direction yeah. and then uh, you you've attacked in that direction yeah I, the moment it started getting more specific when when the text started getting more precise that just made it more fiddly and i th- I, th- and I feel like yeah. that's a big part of why it didn't really work and i i i, I actually do think it find it interesting that um
2: it, certain parts of um twilight princess for me at the very least felt like they worked a little bit better on the Wii.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
2: Um and and again I can't tell you why. I think maybe like certain certain aspects of um Twilight Princess, for instance like firing the catapult really really sluggish and difficult on the GameCube, but in the Wii you just point it. You just point it and you shoot. I think
0: yeah. I think it was just the um I think it was just a balance between... Yeah. Because it just got too overly complicated and involved with the um, motion controls. Yeah. Because it's similar to what they tried to do with
1: the DS Zelda games, with having them be entirely controlled (laughs) on the um, touchscreen. They tried it as a fun idea, and it ended up being popular, and so they started leaning more heavily into it, and it just got overbearing.
2: Yeah, I completely agree.
0: I am. Um, yeah, I think they should have kept the balance. Because as much as I, every when I think of Skyward Sword, I think of two completely different things at the same time. I end up thinking of the just frustration with the how difficult and taxing it was to play. And then I think about how much I enjoyed the characters and the story and the way everything mm. looked and the way the plot progressed. And but I feel... Sorry, continue. I just feel like... Th- the controls got in the way of a really good game. Yeah. So if things are going to be using the hardware gimmicks of the Switch then they're going to have to... um, not lean into them too hard, because you can't base a game around a single hardware gimmick
1: yeah once once you you need to have an idea for a game first and then think right would incorporating this element of the console into it what would what would doing that add? You can't say right, I want to use this, I want to waggly waggly drink a glass of water. Let's build a game around that, yeah. It's um, doing it completely in the wrong order. It's actually at that point. it's
2: actually um, um, uh, something that Jim Sterling talks about a lot, um, which is the mm. idea of innovation for innovation's sake.
1: Yeah, and how just con- contriving an entire game in order to reach an endpoint that you'd already decided on, and the implementation of gimmicks
2: in general, and how you shouldn't implement a gimmick just because it's different. You need to you need to think of a concept mm. and then. Um, then ask is it good is it good and um, rather, than, rather than think of a gimmick you think of a general concept and then the gimmicks will come along and it, they will reach the point that they aren't uh, air quotes gimmicks they will just be yeah. features or functions yeah well, I feel like that's what problem. Someone but,
1: decided to make a game and then thought, "Oh, wouldn't it be cool if we could also do this?"
2: Yeah, exactly. That should be the process and that's how natural hmm. and and flowing innovation comes about. Not... That's
0: why that's why I think that Skyward Sword is the Zelda game, the 3D Zelda game that works the least as a game in itself because it stopped trying to be a Zelda game and tried to be the Wii
2: Zelda game. It tried to be a tech demo. Exactly. They wanted to try and make a game that justified the Nintendo Wii's existence, and in doing so, made a game that did not justify the Nintendo Wii's existence. So
1: much so that they named the game after an action you had to do. Yep. Constantly throughout the game. This is a game based on lifting a sword up. Yep. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's a real shame because I fucking loved Girahim as a character.
0: There's so much that I love about Skyward Sword,
1: but I just can't I can't play it probably that. Probably would have been my game. favourite Zelda game if not for all the stuff we just talked about.
0: Yeah. Uh welcome to our podcast about indie games, where we talk about potentially <laughs> no, talk the about most one of the most oh, popular shit. game series of all time. Um yeah, this is our indie podcast.
2: I think We're, we're I... doing it independently. <laughs> Funny you mention that though. Um, at this, I, I feel like we we said, and I, I think we've said a, a good few things about the Switch. And hmm. um, did it, did did we each want to share like rounding up thoughts? I think I I think I kind of said my rounding
0: up thoughts that it's a it's a console that would have benefited from having a reason to be a console and not just a handheld. Okay. It's kind of just how I feel. I think it should have had the extra hardware for when you're using it as a console, because otherwise, it's not just—it's just not justifying itself as a console. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's my thoughts on it.
2: Okay, cool,
1: Josh. Needs another iteration. Fair enough. Um, the tech's just not there yet. I
2: think overall, my thought—I—I I have a little bit of a complex relationship with the Nintendo Switch, because it has all of these problems, and it's a stepping stone and it's not justifiable in its price and they're on a massive amount of games for it but at the same time
1: I really like it i think that it... makes absolutely no sense <laughs> no, <laughs> to be honest <laughs> you've just described lunacy there my friend i, think I know it's, totally i think
0: aware. it's partially captured back something of what the we had mm. which is the whole I know it has issues, and it's weird, but for some reason, I like
1: it. Yeah. That's gonna wear out
2: fast. Yeah, I know, It might wear out. That's why I'm probably going to leave it a bit before I consider buying one. And if it does wear out, then I know that I won't get it. But if it doesn't wear out, then I feel like I might have to purchase one. And by that point, at least the costs might have come down marginally.
0: Will it end up being another Wii, or something on par with where VR's going, which is to say something interesting and exciting a really A really
1: interesting concept with a lot of potential that, that in ten years is going to be pretty much reliant on porn in order to survive.
0: Yeah. <laughs> something that is, it's an interesting thing, but it's just not it's not simple and accessible Well, the tech's enough. not there yet. Yeah. It's, it's
1: another kid, the tech's not there yet for VR. I hope, and it, I hope it leads to another Wii.
0: Yeah, I I hope so yeah. too. Just because I'd like another really good Nintendo console as much as I yeah, love that, my. That's Wii, essentially
1: what it is. The the that, I nearly called it the NX. The Switch at this point is an investment. It is. Like yeah. you're, you're getting behind the Switch in order to because you want that con to see that concept advanced.
0: Yeah. Luckily, the and that's only... a lot of
1: money for for like to have it on faith that they will do another it better really one. Really is.
0: Luckily, I think it's actually kind of lucky that the hardware's not too far ahead of the Wii U for me, simply because it means that I can still play the one game that I really wanted to play on the Switch.
1: (laughs) Because it means you're not really missing out. Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
2: So yeah, Uh, the Nintendo Switch
1: the Nintendo Switch.
2: Yeah. Now um, we've got our little list of things that we're talking about on this podcast and I, yeah. I just remembered what the next one is. It's the most important part. It is the most important part.
1: Um yeah. Josh,
2: would you like to introduce the segment? Yeah. It's your own special segment. It's,
1: it's my special segment that is a thing now, I guess. Right. It's, it's time for Josh's thoughts. deep thoughts. Josh's Deep is that going to be the intro sting? <laughs> yeah, it is. Just a, just a lot of whispering. <laughs> it's very eldritch, isn't it? it? It's incredibly eldritch, much like the deep thoughts themselves. Yeah. Speaking because of, I don't deep- even I don't even remember why this is a thing that we are now doing on this show. Well, we're doing Presumably it now. Presumably because I've gone mad with the revelation. <laughs> we're doing it now.
2: What we're deep doing thoughts it now. do
1: you currently have in your head? Right, I've been looking at the moon. Yeah. Right, yeah. You'll you all know what's coming. What <laughs> we, if we, the moon had did. legs? Oh fuck! Yeah. <laughs> what so if the it, moon had legs? Is yeah, it using
0: wor- the legs to move, or is it?
1: Well, that's the just... thing. Like logically, it would just sit there. Because there's Im- not there's nothing for the legs to get any traction I, on in space. Just imagining the moon
0: with just some just some tiny stubby legs sticking out the side of it, just sort of vaguely.
1: I imagine it about. looking a bit like a Mister Man. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like Mister Happy
1: they, or someone, but it's they'd the moon. They end up being
0: quite atrophied. It's just Mister Happy with
1: atrophied legs and no face hanging in the sky. That's essentially what it would be really just a, a reminder that everything is going to atrophy and decay the moon that was
0: that was josh's deep thoughts the,
1: yeah the josh's moon deep everything thoughts. with form will rot josh's deep thoughts
2: josh's deep thoughts
1: why did we do that as a segment <laughs> because why didn't we do that as a segment anyway why did we not do that as a segment
2: elodie what's the next segment on the podcast um everyone's going to
0: Recommend an indie game that they think people should play. Um, and I think you should go first, George, because you've not me? gone first on anything else yet.
2: Oh, thanks. Okay. Well, today I'm going to talk about a game that I isn't out yet, but it's it's currently uh, being kickstarted, and um, it looks really really interesting. A game called Narita Boy. Yes. Um, you showed me
0: the trailer, it does look interesting it,
2: Yes, I'm going to start off by reading the, 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 the fancy little tagline they've included with it, which I think sounds really cool, but doesn't really give too much about the game away um, Swim deep into a wonoric, poetic and unique experience across dimensional planes And I think that's just a beautiful sentence <laughs> And now I'm going to tell you about the video game so narita boy is um it it's a, fuck hang on <laughs> it's, a fuck. <laughs> it's a fuck so as far as i can tell um i'm pretty sure this is correct it's a classic 2d scroller action game um so okay. like a lot like like a lot of indie games are but this definitely brings some new stuff to the table um it's um got the pixel aesthetic but it's probably one of the most gorgeous um, pixel art games I've ever seen Um, and the concept behind it is really fascinating Um, it's an alternate universe set in the 1980s um, where um, this games developer has produced a console called um, the Narita Box I think it's the Narita Box I'll just I'll just double check that Um, are you doing that?
0: I just want to say that when I saw it, I thought the um the art style of it mm. seemed like it was sitting between Titan Souls and Oxenfree, which are very disparate styles. But I feel like it captures what I liked about both of
2: those art styles. You know what? I I'm gonna agree with you on that one. It 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 definitely it captures like some of the best bits of both of those art styles, in my opinion. Um, Yeah, okay, I found the information. Um, So, it's in the 1980s, um, and um, Lionel Pohl, who is a genius and a mysterious computer engineer, um, makes a console called the Narita One, and this game for the console called Narita Boy. Um, And it captivates the world. Everyone loves this game. Um, Everyone's playing it. Everyone's grandma's playing it. Um, And at this point, um, at the point where you begin the game... Um, you're just an average um Narita Boy player and um you the console lights up and informs you that you are the legendary Narita Boy and that you have to save the digital kingdom from the um the name of the enemies. Um uh, this great evil called the Stallions, um, who were a dark force from the lower dimensions. Um, Beautiful and majestic. Beautiful Rippling and majestic.
0: Muscles. Yes. Flowing locks.
2: Yes. Stallions.
0: Stallions.
2: <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> not most stallions. They're different stallions, but those stallions must be appreciated as well. Um, but yeah, it, it just—it's—it's it's ridiculously hyper eighties, but almost not a parody. It's clearly—it's clearly aiming for the like uh, that ridiculous like. With smashing all of the weird 80s, cool, retro shit inside it. But it also seemed like a really captivating and interesting story. So, um, I kind of like how Stranger
0: Things was both a good program and a love letter to the 80s.
2: Yeah. Mm. Take take the idea of that love letter... Le- sorry. Um, take the idea of that love letter... Take the idea of that
1: love leaven take
2: the idea of that love leaven and take it away
1: now before uh... <laughs> I have to pronounce it again
2: yeah take uh, take the idea of that love letter to the eighties and you did um, it um, thank you thank you um take that idea and um jam it with a bit more parody because it is th- it is really rather silly in some places, mm. but um as opposed to say. Kung Fury um where ah, there isn't King really Fury. any essence of there isn't really any essence of seriousness in the story hmm. take the so take the um Ooh. sorry i've just mm? had a
0: thought of something that you could compare this to oh yeah uh terry pratchett's discworld series mhm um those are parody books on um like fan- the fantasy genre that in themselves are really good. Like, a really good continuous story of a parody fantasy world. So it both yeah. manages to be really good as a plot, whilst also being a complete parody of what it is. That's I actually was going to really bring up fantastic. Sword Art
1: Online Abridged, that is basically an a, paro- a parody of the original thing that is actually better written, and has better <laughs> characters in it. So... Narita Boy is
2: either the Terry Pratchett, uh, the Terry Pratchett Discworld or it's the a Sword bit Art like Online both. Sword Art 18's Online, 18's Online abridged Games.
1: and Terry Pratchett. Yeah, if I, I Terry Pratchett and
0: Sword Art Online uh, fucked, made a gave, baby, made a baby.
1: If oh, Terry we... Pratchett wrote Sword Art Online, right? It'd be a bit like Narita Boy. <laughs> <laughs> if. Terry if Terry Pratchett and Kirito
0: fucked and their child wrote Stranger Things, then you'd have Narita Boy.
1: That fanfic yeah. exists.
2: There somewhere. we go. That, that's that's Narita Boy. We've just got to find <laughs> it. Kirito Boy. So yeah, Kirito Boy, Kiribo Boy, in fact. Um, in fact, yeah.
0: <laughs> in fact, as it in turns fact, out, Kiribo.
2: Yeah. Um but yeah, so <laughs> that went somewhere. <laughs> it did go somewhere and I'm quite happy with where it went. But yeah, a- actually talking about the game now though because it it does look it looks absolutely fucking stunning. Um the um the extensiveness behind the 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 lore and like where the plot is leading, um the artwork every you could take a screenshot of any point in this game and it would look like a piece of artwork. Mm. Mm. those are some of my favourite games because I like, I like pretty shit um, and well, I liked how well animated everything
1: was
0: everything had it's own distinct style of movement exactly. which isn't something you see a lot in, it's especially not. in indie games and, and even in like big budget games you don't see it that often
2: oh definitely yeah no it, everything, everything feels like it's own thing it's the best way I can describe it um but the gameplay does actually look really compelling as well. Um it looks like a really, really um fast paced, um, exciting action platformer. Look very um, fluid. Very fluid, yeah. And that's always very important in a game like that. Um yeah, I have very high
0: hopes for it.
2: Yeah. The thing that really excited me about it were the little details. Um mm. things like um there's there's a shot in the trailer uh, of um the the player um, climbing this mountain to get to a um, a cave entrance at the top of it, and it's raining. Um, and as part of the 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 um, the harkening back to the 1980s and the technology at the time, um, throughout the game you'll be playing through a um, a CRT style overlay. So there are there's a slight bevel to the screen, and there's um, there's sort of light bleed in the corners and everything, um, and the rain in that scene is dripping off of the crt screen oh and wow. it's such a little detail but it's little details like that that really bring the project together is something that i have a lot of high hopes for mm. so yeah that's that's narita boy um excellent Honestly. Honestly, like th- that's just the tip of the iceberg. If you go to the Kickstarter page, if you just Google Nerita Boy, it should be the first result. Um, we can pro- possibly link it in the description as well. Um, the it's one of the best Kickstarter pages I've seen. There's so much detail. There's so much. There's so much visuals. Um, countless paragraphs of information that tell you everything you'd need to know about the game to convince you that you want to play it. Uh, yeah, Narita Boy I um, so Highly done, recommend it
0: They've done the opposite of what Nintendo did Which is, they've just They've put effort in
1: Yeah <laughs> They've made a game They did yeah, a game it,
2: it looks absolutely beautiful, definitely go check it out um, I'm going I'm, um, I've spoken with the developers They're going to be getting me a review copy um, Nearer to when nice. The game will be coming out Um, so I'll be giving that a little play and um, probably reviewing it for Indie Haven
1: yeah Dan yeah
2: Yeah. Um, so
1: Josh did you have a game you wanted to talk about? I can't stop thinking about the Power Rangers
2: the Power Rangers? got no time
1: to play video games I can't stop thinking about the Power Rangers can't play video games I don't eat I barely Josh sleep. <laughs> it's real... it's honest, honestly, it's been a bit of a dry period for me in video games. I did play Typo Man Revised quite recently. Uh, it's this game that I believe came out originally on Wii U sometime in 2015 as an exclusive. And there's been kind of an updated version that I picked up on the PS4 recently. Okay, it's mm. a tough one. Like in, in as much as it's good, I, 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 think people should play it. It's sort of a difficult thing for me to recommend right now, cause. Oh yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Well, and anybody who's familiar with kind of the themes and the sort of messages of typo man can probably guess why let me put it this way one of the enemies is literally propaganda like you you fight a literal propaganda machine in that game and it's not presented with like any degree of humour or parody like it's abstract but it's played pretty much straight and it got okay. a bit real <laughs> like yeah. it's hmm. yeah god am i not looking for that stuff right now like and the yeah uh, and no, the message a, is possibly bit... the most important it has ever been but as someone with like who already kind of has a present prescient awareness of these kind of concepts i May have underestimated how much I would need to steal myself going into it, because I kind of wasn't expecting it. Because it caught me a little bit off guard, because it reminded me a bit of Alice in Wonderland, not because anything it did was particularly similar, but more just because of the kind of. the way it took familiar objects, like namely the alphabet, and then kind of rendered them abstract. By just doing okay, things with them and putting them in places that you wouldn't expect, and that made me think of Alice in Wonderland, which of course, basically didn't really mean anything, and this game meant quite a bit, and it was. Oh,
0: I think I've. Um, it was somewhat. I think I might have seen some footage of it. Sorry, hmm. I'm just going to look it up. To um, yes, I did. Oh, who did I see play that? I'm not sure. In any case, I've watched some footage of it. It did look
1: really interesting at the time. It's a very interesting game. It's a very uh, clever game, which a game like this kind of has to be in order to work.
0: Mm. Mm. Um, oh, I know who it was. It was um, Source. Played it when it came out on Wii U. Mm. Yes,
1: awesome. Just for anyone who doesn't know, it's, uh, again, 2D side-scroller. You play a little... Little person made out of letters that spell out hero, which yeah, it's quite clever. There's a lot of that. Just uh, Mm. Mm. uh, the alphabet incorporated into character designs, into like background set pieces, and there are just these little letters sort of spread out across the level, and you put them together to form words, and those words are the solutions to puzzles.
0: So you can form words, and then the word takes on the function of the word. That's that really, really And you can really also cool. just spell out yeah. words
1: that have no in game function and it kind of records the ones that you've put down. And yeah, and of That's course really it recognises swear words. Of course it does. And yes I did check. Of course it does. <laughs> good. Yeah,
0: I I was considering picking it up at the time. I just mm. I it just kinda of slipped It is my a mind, good so game. Look back it, it is, is a good it's... game
1: and I do recommend people play it, but maybe steal yourselves a bit first. I'm not kidding, by the time I was reading possible references to gaslighting into it, there was a brief moment where I genuinely was irritated with myself for being able to make that connection. Like, it's the first time that I've wanted less critical ability. And Mm -hmm. it kind of made me question whether or not I could do this anymore. For a a brief moment. So that wasn't a great time, but it is entirely... Because that's not the game doing that. That's just where I was at that point, in my brain okay. space. The game well, itself is brilliant. Off, you can spell Bovril Eve.
2: I've, I I like to subscribe. To this I've, I've got
1: a I've got a just a screenshot where I'd managed to spell out the words Bovril Eve and <laughs> you know that that can be a ho- that should be a public holiday. I should get a public holiday as recompense for what this game's done. No. Okay, so first I off, when
2: it is. I hope you're okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, second off, that yeah, I might actually check that out. Though, yeah, do it, a yeah. I mean, it's a good game. Kind
1: of, you've kind of sold me on it, and I, I do think you'll be better with... for it knowing that yeah. it's got these themes in it going into it. Yeah, I certainly yeah, when, would appreciate um... that. Although, to be honest, I should probably have guessed just just based on when the subject I... matter.
0: Yeah, the footage that I saw just seemed puzzly, mm. if like darkened visuals. But I, I didn't. I only saw about the first twenty minutes of the game. So
1: well, that's the thing. Like ultimately, it was the visuals that grabbed me. Just like the the yeah. visual design of everything, because I don't typically a lot of it's pic- A lot of stuff's pixels, and I. Don't really like pixels. Yeah, a lot of stuff
0: is pixels. And, and so I'm, That's I'm a big enough. fan of
1: anything that isn't think, pixels. Most of the time. I
0: think it's, just, I think the reason pixels are such a, such a thing in, well, in games is. Well, it's easier to do is, and um, make it look pretty. Yeah, it's, it's something that people can do when they don't have a huge budget that can still look yeah. good, and it's also like. A lot of indie stuff is very nostalgia-driven. Yeah. Mm. So I think that might also be a big contributor to that
1: whole thing. Well, I mean, like that's 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 one of the big problems for me, really, is that a I've not really got that nostalgia there to be played on. Mm. And secondly, a lot of the like detailed pixel art I don't mind, but a lot of them are like really kind of blocky. Yeah. Not detailed like uh not a hero not a hero kind of demonstrated for me really what my problem is with it because all the characters look a bit different but there's not really enough pixels there to really do anything massively okay. distinctive yeah. like you can just do several variations on person
0: there are pixel games that I think have managed to like straddle the line
2: like Narita Boy <laughs> yeah. I mean, what? Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I def- Seriously, though, uh, sorry to interrupt, Elodie, yeah, but de- definitely check out the art style for Narita Boy Josh. Mm. I think you'll actually quite like it. I think Binding of Isaac as well. Oh, yes.
0: But that also, despite being pixely and having a lot of things that were very similar shaped, managed to give things a lot of distinctness. And I don't know how they quite managed that, but I think it's just an effect of the style.
1: It's... Well, like it was, it was done with pixels, but like you could achieve the same art style without making it yeah. look like pixels. I guess like it was that level of detail where you could just have his head be a It's also because then
2: Melinda's a fucking genius. Um, yeah, <laughs> That's also true. but yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah, it, it's um, it's it's pixelated rather than a pixel art style. Game that I
0: need yeah. to um I need to actually play that I've been meaning to for ages and actually own is um Risk of Brain. Oh yeah. Because that's that's a very oh, like, yeah. a more abstract pixely look. Mm. But everything that I've seen of it looks really, um manages to have that distinctness despite the fact that it looks very Yeah.
1: It does look um. very, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the one thing I know about That's the I thing I've always found it.
2: about... Uh, I've, that's the thing I've always found with the pixel art is it's a very accessible artistic medium, but unless uh, you really know what you're doing um, in terms of character and environmental design, um, it's a medium that you have to work in a large scale with. Um, I think... Yeah. If you work too small a scale, it gets boring. Unless...
1: Yeah, if you work too small a scale, you can't put the detail in because there's yeah, that, just nothing. That's kind not to of what I was with. saying
2: about
0: um, Risk of Rain. That it is one of those ones with less yeah. detail to them that manages to still look quite nice. Exactly. I'd say the same thing about Downwell, actually. If Oh yes, yeah, Downwell. Yeah. The, well, yeah. the hmm. game Crawl. Have you ever heard of Crawl? I've not actually come across Crawl. It's um, it's a dungeon crawler that can be played with, I think, up to four players. Um, where three of the players are ghosts who can use um, summoning circles to turn themselves into the monsters that the fourth player will fight.
2: Oh no, I am aware of this. It I, I saw it um I saw it on in on Steam a little while back.
0: Yeah, I own it. I haven't had anyone to really play it with
2: recently well, but I
1: that's an interesting concept. Yeah, concept. I'll, um,
2: I'll definitely be um, I'll definitely pick it up and play with you.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think um, we should play. We should actually play that game together and talk about it on a future episode because I'd like that to go into it in more yeah. detail because it is a
1: that might be it an is idea, one yeah. that
0: I'd like to talk more about.
2: Awesome. Okay. Yeah. No. I, I'm definitely down for that.
0: But yeah, what I was saying about it is that the um, all the monsters, whilst having uh, that sort of less pixels to them to draw themselves, do have some really distinct looks and personalities. Mm. Mm. I think it's just, it's, it's a very easy one to get into, which means also that it's easier to be passable without but also, like, you're less likely to end up being on the very good end of things.
1: Yeah, it's... It's easy to... It's, yeah. it's safe, I guess. It, it's, it's a safe bet, but you're probably not gonna do anything... Like, you're not gonna get Final Fantasy tier designs out of Pixel. I mean, <laughs> Except when you're cases, playing Final Fantasy! Like...
0: One, two, the early ones that are Pixel games. Ones yeah, the early it, it's ones. actually
2: it's actually something it's it's that's actually part of something I want I wanted to quickly mention. Um, yeah, with, like working working with pixel art in really low resolutions, um, hmm. more often than not, it does look samey, um, hmm. because there's not a lot of yeah there's not a lot that you can do unless you're really good at what you do.
0: Yeah, I think that's and, what I was trying
2: to say about hmm. those other. Things yeah, exactly. In... Yeah, I and I completely agree with you.
0: Things can look good, but will end up samey unless you are very good at
2: them. Exactly. So
0: it's it's something where it's easy to be possible, but very difficult to be great. Mm. I think is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, it's. Nine times out of ten it's going to be less memorable Than something that didn't use pixel art
0: It's kind of how I feel about um, A lot of um, visual novels Because that's a a Medium of Game that is very Accessible for making It's really easy to code them Um, Because it's just Like the interaction is down to basically having occasional bioware
2: choices yeah no yeah um, <laughs> um and there are also exceptions choose your own powerpoint um to the sameness in that genre like yeah, games like lady killer in a bind
0: that's what i mean like um they are there's going to be more bad ones because it's a very accessible thing, but it also means that more people... Yeah,
1: just but just through simple roll more of the dice. More people
0: who could potentially not be able to do a game otherwise mm. will be able to make some really fantastic mm. stuff.
1: But it also yes. means that... The issue then, of course, is whether or not they're going to get noticed amidst all of the stuff that isn't so yeah. good.
0: Yeah, but that's how I kind of feel about the thing with the um, pixel art, is that... Um, it gives people who don't have so much of a um, ability to create like the three D models or the um, detailed artwork and such an opportunity to make a game. But they also have to do it very well to make it memorable because
1: it's yeah the trade off. Because the trade off is there's yeah. going to be more competition as of the- for the same reason that they were able to get in the market. Yeah, in the first and that, place.
0: that's that's a that's why I think it's a comparable thing to the um, the thing with visual novels.
2: Definitely. Mm.
1: Yeah, no, you're right on the money there. Uh,
0: so yeah, did we want to say anything more about that game that we were ostent- ostensibly talking about? <laughs>
1: I I'll be honest, I've forgotten. It which was game we're uh Man*. Typo Man. I thought we'd finished I thought you'd gone no, on your one. I
0: mentioned some other stuff, because we were talking about how um, you liked the art style of Typo Man because it wasn't pixely, and yeah. then I was just bringing up examples of pixel games that worked for me.
1: Well, I, I, more specifically, I liked it, because the enemy designs were all sort of black and inky and interesting. Like, if, if something looks like Venom from The Spider-Man... Chances, chances are I'm going to be interested.
0: Oh wow! I am glad you're going to be interested in me then, because I look like Venom from the Spider-Man. You look like Venom from the Spider-Man. Yeah, Man.
1: I look like. I am interested in your goods and services. Can you not
0: hear all of the slobber coming out of my mouth with my giant tongue? I don't have ice. That's
1: an interesting question. You don't have eyes. <laughs> I feel like I knew that about you. <laughs> Hi guys, oh, welcome to
0: the Indie
2: Haven Podcast where I don't have eyes.
1: <laughs> Indie Haven Podcast, we don't have eyes, and the moon's gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> I, th-
2: I feel, I feel like that's that's the, um, the the main message from this podcast.
1: That's the death knell. Uh, of yeah, this Episode one
2: title:
0: uh, I don't have eyes, and the moon's going to die.
1: Yep, I approve it. <laughs> that's what. That's our opening gambit, is it? That's what. <laughs> yeah. gonna, so, Elodie, what game did you want to talk about? Uh, I wanted to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, we're not even done.
2: No, we're
0: not because I haven't had a chance done. to talk about my game,
2: which is you need to talk
0: in about fact game. actually a pixel game. Ah, oh, well. Called um Dropsy. Have you heard of it? I've heard of Dropsy. I
2: I'm aware of Dropsy as well.
0: It's the uh point and click. Adventure game, where the aim is to be a creepy skull-headed, wet slapping around clown that just
1: wants to make friends. That just wants the... yeah. He's a nice. It's a nice. Yeah, clown. he is horrifying. It, also, it coincidentally happens to be creepy and wet. Yeah, wet
0: clown. Yeah, but the aim of the game is to try and hug everyone in the town.
1: Hmm. Um. And they, and they all set tasks. Yeah, they
0: all set tasks. For you. And those tasks are communicated to you through just symbols, and you gradually learn what those symbols mm. mean as a language,
1: which I find really interesting. Drops has kind of been an interesting proposition for me, because it's in a genre game that I've never historically really been interested in, and presented in a way that possibly makes the solutions a bit more obtuse. Yeah. So, like, from just from the standpoint of me getting into it, that's there are just so many barriers. But at the that, same time, like the concept's kind of interesting. That ties
0: into um, the caveat I was about to, uh, about to give, which is that this is a game that has a surprisingly deep plot with some really interesting backstory for the characters and such and is very heartwarming in the way it goes about things with making you care about this horrifying clown but it can be very obtuse. There are moments where you would not know to click on certain things to get certain things to happen and I would say Mm -hmm. I want people to play this game because it's it is among other things is an emotional experience but don't feel afraid to look at a walkthrough for it yeah because like a, yeah like most of the puzzles are perfectly possible to do on your own but there are other ones that are so completely abstract and obtuse and like characters and stuff where you won't know how they tie into stuff but you have to go on this long running finding certain things and delivering them to other places and stuff
1: you're effectively trying to do the classic obtuse adventure game puzzle solvey things in a second language yeah
0: so i think it's a game that i really recommend if you want if you want to experience the story and do enjoy puzzles and stuff because there are some really like interesting ones that you can quite easily work out just from the context and such but there's other stuff yeah. where you just would never have a clue where to go and what to click on or anything based on anything that you're given about the situation. Based
1: on any earthly knowledge. Yeah. Um,
0: so yeah, I'd say it's a very pretty game that really like has a really deep and interesting storyline. Um, as really lovable characters who you somehow manage to get very invested in despite the fact that they don't speak and you don't really get much in the ways of actual characterization from them. Like the main, the actual main characters of the game are a mute, wet clown, a dog that seems to be bleeding from its mouth and eyes, a rat, And a small bird You end up feeling actual emotions That sounds like a set of That sounds like a set of
1: Protagonists
0: And when things happen to them You genuinely end up caring So I just I do say people play it But remember the caveat That you should give yourself the option Of looking up what to do if you get stuck Because there isn't a point Mm. To sitting around trying to work out some of it it'll just take yeah. away from the experience
1: it's a little bit of but at the end of the day it will make you care about a wet cloud yeah. which is a testament to its storytelling ability I
2: suppose yeah
1: it yeah. also has it's a, a, testament a wonderful to soundtrack.
2: soundtrack
1: has an
0: absolutely fantastic soundtrack
2: okay cool I, I, I haven't actually got the I had the opportunity to play Dropsy yet but um, based on that I de- I definitely am going to probably check it out quite soon
0: mhm
1: You've sold me!
2: Sold. sold! I think we're all kind of sold on each
1: other's games then. Yeah! Which... Well, that's kind of the point of this segment. Yeah. yeah! Really, when you think about it. So, really, it's a testament to the echophtha. Yes. A- effectiveness?
0: That's what it's a testament <laughs> it's a, to. <laughs> it's a testament of the echophtha. It's a
1: testament of the echophtha. Christopher Eccles' Eccles cake. The best doctor. The best, the best doctor, the Atkins Christopher ackles Akins. Jim. Snake spelled backwards. Don't Jim's you? Jim's
0: know? favorite Pokemon. Jim Serling's favorite Pokemon. The best doctor, and a <laughs> cake,
1: and a great reason to get the games we just talked <laughs> yes. about. Yes, this podcast so is all of those things. to your lo- to your local games <laughs> and buy one. <laughs> Do we want
0: to talk about anything so else? Sad.
1: I I, I'm quite I'm quite content actually. No, I think that went well. Yeah. Um I think it's gone well, considering that I couldn't stop thinking about the Power Rangers throughout the duration of the recording. I think I, I think it's it okay. Held together. It's
2: okay. We understand.
1: As well it as held, can be expected. Yeah. I somehow managed
0: to remain focused despite the fact I've been staring at a picture of an egg with a question mark and a second picture of the same egg with an exclamation mark <laughs> on for the entirety <laughs> of the <my> <laughs> entirety of the recording time.
1: Yep, same you actually. You just don't understand my art. That
0: and fiddling with some horrific plastic figurines of Mike and Sully from Monsters
1: Inc. Mm, on that fiddle note. Fiddle with your figurines <laughs> while you look at my egg. <laughs> oh God. On that, that note. Oh God, what? On that note. You couldn't note- possibly have read anything into that. On that note. <laughs> on that note,
0: do you want to round out and tell people where they can find you,
1: douche? Yeah, sure. Me, I Me mean, you re- you really should oh, clarify wait. who you're talking about jo- when you're doing Joosh Joosh these things. Could be me, or Josh.
0: <laughs> that was meant to be Josh, yeah, but no, I can that, now that see that how it s-
1: could be both. <laughs> I mean, that and it came a significant. There was a significant gap between you saying, "Would you like to introduce your stuff?" and then you saying that. So we were both just sort of sat here waiting for the other person to talk. Yeah. All right. Jeez. Josh, tell Which us is is well not what you t- want. Tell
2: us about. Your content on the internet?
1: You can find my content on the internet if you want. Obviously, I write for Indie Haven. It's kind of the reason I'm here. Is it? Uh, and, and now. Yeah. And now. Oh, you odd, you oddly d- enough, I am affiliated with the site that you runs this podcast. I've got to check through my paperwork. You talk for Pod Indie Haven. Haven. The last thing I wrote about you. is how I basically cheated at Darkest Dungeon and accidentally made it more interesting for myself. You. I'm actually trying to get something written up about my weird, conflicting experience with Typo Man. You wanked okay. a wankhaven. So that, that should be up at some point. <laughs> Excellent, I look forward to it. Yeah. Um, and you can also really... follow me on Twitter, at JamTyrant. Don't ask, I don't remember. <laughs> Am I the I... only one of us
0: who doesn't have a name
1: which is... You don't have a name. No, it doesn't
0: have a name related to some kind of confectionery followed by another word. Oh,
2: fuck. That's a good point, actually. That's interesting. Speaking of
0: which, uh, take it away, Jaffa Meister.
2: That's me. I'm George Johnson. uh, You can find me on Twitter. Hi, that's me. (laughs) Yes. You're probably wondering how I got here. Um, I... (laughs) I'm, uh, I'm the editor-in-chief at Indiehaven um, took over in December it's all very exciting, got loads of really cool plans but going really well at the moment I think um, which is nice um, you can find me on Twitter at Jaffemeister. you can go to Jaffermeister.com where I violently mash communism into video games until I can write about how it makes sense
0: when you said violently meh, that isn't exactly where I expected it to go That's exactly where I suspected
1: it would go. I don't see how you could
2: possibly... That went right up in my
0: ears! (laughs) It did! That was the intention. That was very inside my ears!
2: Yep, that's good. I'm glad. Um, so, uh, curse you. you can also find me on various other podcasts including the Gamographers podcast which um, I'm on with uh, Jed Whittaker and Alyssa McAloon from Destructoid where we talk about our deep intense sexual secrets and also review porn games um, you can mm-hmm. also find me on the Real Heroes podcast with Elodie um, where we discuss um, and theorise the real heroes of gaming um that's my stuff. Oh, I also have um, I also have a couple of freelance pit pieces floating around about the internet. Uh, most notably I interviewed Doug Cockle, the voice of Gerard of Rivia, and talked to him about the saga after strikes. That's up on waypoint. We've got another freelance pitch that has been it's it's probably gonna be up on waypoint soon, so keep your eyes out. Oh cool. Yeah, I'm very happy about that. Did you remember Um, to
0: mention your Patreon this time? Because every single episode... You can find
2: me on Patreon (laughs) at Jaffermeister uh, if you want to throw me money so that I can um, survive after I leave university and I'm in horrible, crippling amounts of debt,
1: then give me money on So that you can... Buy food that isn't Nintendo game cartridges. Exactly. <laughs> which obviously, off of which you entirely subsist at this point. Yeah, yeah they absolutely. actually end
0: up costing less than buying food in today's economy.
2: It's really quite oh. sad, actually. But yeah, that's where you can find me on the internet. Rolling it down on back to you, Elodie. Thanks, Brexit. Sorry. <laughs> <I'll be calling laughs> oh, did Brexit you just now. out yourself as being Brexit?
0: What? I said thanks, Brexit, because of the
2: economy thing, and you said it's all right. Oh, God. No, I'm not Brexit. I didn't actually mean to I, say that.
1: I thought George was handing it off to you, and you were responding
2: by saying thanks, Brexit. Yeah, I just assumed you were talking to me as if I were Brexit.
1: Old oh, Brexit, George. We know your game. Oh, God. That's, yeah. like, the opposite of what I am. <laughs> Which is oh my why God. I'm going to keep calling
0: you it. Johnson is... Not, but almost is an anagram of Osborne. Oh, fuck. You are George
1: Osborne. No, no, I know. I oh, no, no you're a constant. I would have just gone Boris you're, Johnson. You're, which I was about to say, you're, you're
0: the fusion of Boris Johnson
2: and George Osborne. <laughs> I'm going to be Elodie, so do you do fucking ill after <laughs> we finish here.
0: So do you want to know where you can find me?
2: Yeah, yeah no, please, be please
0: you? do. <laughs> please just get this over with. In the shed. <laughs> you can find me in the shed. Find, find, Ellie Please the find shed. me in the shed. It's locked please, and I can't. can't get out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can't come out until you stop accusing George of being Brexit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can't see around the place to work out how to get out because I don't have eyes. Well, you know in the you meantime,
2: did. you yeah, should tell us where we can find you on the internet.
0: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at at ChemiWords, C-H-E-M-Y words, uh, which is the same as my Patreon, which is patreon.com slash um, where you can pay money for me to vomit this shit onto That's specific. the internet. <laughs> I'm going to cut out the um, shit on, to the internet bit, so uh, it just says, pay me to vomit. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're laughing, there's a market. <laughs> uh, you can also find a few of my articles on Indie Haven, though I've not written nearly as much as I should have. But now, I am podcast editor at Indie Haven, so I'm doing a lot more podcasty style things for our new network, Podhaven.
2: Yeah, which is very exciting. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad glad that we're going to be doing that. My sweet baby style. boy, If I get my shit together,
0: yeah, my sweet precious baby boy, Podhaven that I birthed from my lines. Yep, that's exactly how that went down. Yeah, um, and I imagine I will have used some music that I wrote for the theme
1: song for this. So, oh will that be playing at this point.
0: Uh, well, I'll play in a minute, but yeah, you can oh, find we'll, that we'll out. Get there. We'll wordsmith. get that. Chemicalwordsmith.bankcamp.com. gone I, .com, I say <laughs> again. The chemical wordsmiths at Bank are gone. <laughs> because I have, I'm going to die.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's true of everyone. Yeah, especially Just look the at the moon. moon. <laughs> Oh, Moon's no. a constant reminder to us all that even Mr. Happy will one day just be a big rock in space.
0: A big rock in space with atrophied legs flailing into the void. Atrophied and that Mr. Note- Happy in space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't decide between the previous one and Atrophied Mr. Happy in space as a title
1: for this. I think it's telling enough that you can't remember what the previous one was. Alright,
0: Atrophied Mr. Happy it is. Um... So, do you want to round us out with a bit of wisdom, Josh?
1: Don't forget where you put your nan this Christmas.
0: That wasn't what I expected, but we'll roll with it. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Don't forget your nan. Don't,
2: don't forget your nan. <laughs> don't forget your nan.
1: The end.